Welcome to the Craft Beer Cast. I'm Josh. That's Jeff. Hey guys, what's happening? I actually I don't I don't see the Wells, which is probably a good thing, but I, I know he's here. Hey Wells, what's happening? Yeah, I'm usually here. And normally. I mean, if, he, if I could see him, that means he's like here in this room with me. That's not very social distancing. No, it's not. It's not. And then we have this other random dude in again. Hey, Chris, how, how you doing, man? I guess lockdown's still in effect, eh? You guys aren't meeting in person. <laughs> no meeting in person yet, right? It, it's, I, I find it funny that uh, California keeps getting credit for being the best at social distancing and staying mm-hmm. at home, yet they were also the first one that got busted for having some kind of birthday party where there's all sorts of new cases that have spawned out of it. <laughs> yeah, man. So like uh, this weekend, I guess, was college graduation weekend. And there were several parties going on around my house, which are probably was, illegal. Yeah, was, Lori, I mean, I, was Lori Laughlin there? Just uh, yeah, man. <laughs> Good one. But I did see uh, I did see about uh, I was out for a quick jog in the I'll say quote air quotes morning. It was at 1115 in the morning. Uh, and I saw probably 10 or 12, 18 to 21 year old boys and girls shotgunning beers in their front yard at 11 a.m. Yeah. I was as, like, all right. As one does. Yeah, yeah. So there are people are definitely uh, selecting parties to go to and uh, can't, can't party in a bar. So they're going to party at home. It's time to party. We party yeah. hard. That's right. When it's time to party, we will party hard. Uh, so yeah, we really haven't been doing a whole lot because we're still all stuck in quarantine hell. I basically make my trip to my local beer place and I come back home and that's about the extent of me getting out of my house. Isn't it wonderful? Man, it's something. I mean, I mean, it's not really all that different than what life normally is for me. So I did my, um, every other or almost every third at this point weekend jaunt out to, uh, restock the beer fridge. Which is hilarious because I'm buying faster than I'm drinking, but trying to be supportive of you know the local breweries by buying directly from them, yep. you know, letting them letting them get the most out of it. Which kind of sucks for the bottle shops that I like to support, but at the same time, I mean, when push comes to shove, I, you know, I'm gonna support my breweries. But um, Divine Barrel is doing this really interesting thing where uh, through their website, you could they had these like pre order events, if you would. And, you know, like where I'm at, I'm, um, I don't know, maybe 40, 45 minutes south, southwest of where like Divine Barrel is. It's not the end of the world for me to get up there. But I mean, like, it's a it's a day, you know, like it's, it's at least an afternoon, right? Like I got to commit to it. And they um, had two like kind of like pop up deals where uh, they had a delivery truck that was showing up in miscellaneous neighborhoods. So like imagine the ice cream truck but you pre-ordered what you want and you said when you were going to go pick it up and I, it was beautiful. Right. Um, we, uh, they, they were going to be about 20 minutes away from the house. So it's like half the trip that it normally would be for me. So I was like, this is great. Um, put in my pre-order, uh, zest intentions is in cans. You guys that is so good. Um, so I went and I got some of that. Um, and, uh, at Will's recommendation, got some lead filled snowshoes, more on that later. Um, and, um, you know, it was, it was just really neat. Like, you know, they were, they were in a, in a subdivision at the uh, pool slash party house. And I just pulled up and, uh, said, you know, gave my name and they, you know, handed me a prepackaged, you know, 
set of, of four pack cans in a bag with, you know, like being very careful about, you know, they had gloves on and a mask and all that kind of stuff. So it was great. You know, it's just like a really nice way to be able to support them. They're getting creative about how to deliver beer. You know, that was super. Um, then I ran up to Triple uh, C because Pineapple 3C had come out. Damn right. Got me some of that. And, uh, Wells, I'm going to have some questions for you uh, when we get to buy no buy on the Pineapple 3C. But, uh, okay. You know, I might have to open up. one of those in a minute. Maybe you should do that. Have you had it yet? No, not this one. Okay. So, so do me a favor. Uh, drink that next so we can talk about it and buy no buy. Ooh, I actually do not have it cold. Never mind. Oh, do it for show two then. All right. All right. Well, I, I can table the conversation for show two if that helps. Yeah, let's table it for show two. I've got something else slotted for show one. But, but that speaking works. of Triple C, I'm drinking their flat brim, flat brim, flat brim right now. Yep, flat brim. You know, the one that I can't say. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, uh, wrapping me up. Yeah, it was, you know, good time getting around. And, oh, and, uh, you know, in, in the midst of all this talk about, you know, supply chain being difficult and all that kind of stuff, I uh, stumbled into a 12-pack of two and a half week old bells too hearted so i mean that was an obvious buy yeah so good very nice very nice well what have you been up to uh, went out and bought beer on friday picked up a split case half of the lead-filled snowshoe and half of the 40 dollar bill from um divine barrel because they have been absolutely putting out the best West Coast IPAs since, I mean, in Charlotte, I think, for a while. But I've gone through a fair amount of them during this quarantine, and, dude, Leadfield Snowshoe just kills it. Um, I mean, it and Flat Brim are, like, my staples. That's a uh, show topic that I'd love to bring up at some point. What's um, that? Fridge show. You know, what are we drinking? What are we, whatever. But otherwise, man, it's it's been a lot of walking because uh, I don't have anywhere to go. You know, just walking around the neighborhood and uh, got a blister the other day. So that was cool. Other than that, it's just been home and this. Fun. So, Exciting. Yeah. yeah. Chris, you been up to anything? Besides quarantining, getting <laughs> oh, weed delivered man. to your house. Yeah, I do. Everything's delivered. I think I've I think I've gone a record <laughs> amount of time now. I think we went two, we almost two solid weeks without stepping into a store. It's just been Instacart, Drizzly, Weed Maps, all the fun stuff that you would normally think about. But uh, yeah, yeah, Drizzly. Yeah, Drizzly. What's Drizzly? Oh boy, you don't know about Drizzly? Seriously? It's one of those hipster California. Fucking deli- delivery services. Oh, I'm sure. not national. I didn't know. I thought it was like a national thing. I didn't know it was. Well, I've been getting ads for Drizzly um, because Hendrix Gin now sells through Drizzly. And I'm like, but you don't sell to me. If you're getting yeah. ads for Drizzly, you might want to see a doctor about that, Wells. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's, a, so it's basically like a DoorDash or Grubhub for alcohol delivery, which is kind of cool. So I guess it depends state by state. Can you have alcohol delivered to your house or not? Um, which but, you uh, can in North Carolina. Release wine yeah. and beer. Huh. I wonder why they're not there yet. Interesting. Well, but, uh, so I'm, I'm looking on their site right now. I can order wine 
Let's see if I can order anything else. Because wine has been legal to ship to North Carolina forever. Uh, cannot order beer. I can order wine, though. Yeah, so I guess it has to do with the shipping policies or whatever. But they're not really shipping. It's like DoorDash drivers. As a matter of fact, it was a DoorDash driver that delivered it to my house through Drizzly. I ordered on a Drizzly app, uh, and then it said a DoorDasher will be dropping your stuff off. So they basically, like I ordered it from BevMo, which is like a total line kind of place. Uh, and they packed it up in a box, and then they, I guess they requested a DoorDasher come get it and bring it to me. It was pretty cool, actually. So, uh, yeah, alcohol delivery, not leaving the house. Um, I did leave the house to look at bioluminescent waves, which was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. So basically the plankton that glows in the dark at night was super cool. Highly recommended if you ever get a chance. Yeah. I've interacted with bioluminescence before. It's, uh, it's crazy. <laughs> but enough about Wells on a Saturday. Hey, well, no, I mean, funnily enough, it was on a Saturday and I was skinny dipping and there was definitely uh I had a blue glowing penis. It was quite nice. <laughs> there I your, there's your time. I, I, I felt like Dr. Manhattan. You're supposed to observe only, not do unspeakable things with the plankton. <laughs> Y'all are right. Uh, yeah, I have been doing nothing. Um, yeah, so I guess we're ready for news. All right, what do we have? So, looks like Budweiser and their ilk, or the AB InBev company, has warned their... Th if I can talk right, their three biggest brands are bearing the brunt of a collapse because of everything that's going down. Their revenue has dropped 11% over the first quarter. But, like, just their brands. Like, nobody else is bearing any brunt in any reduction at all. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, woe is me. Woe is, you know, Anheuser, Bush, InBev, because they're the only ones that are suffering from the fact that, yeah. Yeah. Although I, I had to laugh. <laughs> the quote here from the CEO, we do better when consumers feel good about the future. No shit. No. You, you, you don't say. You're the alcohol industry does well when people are happy and it does well when people are depressed it's like so for them to be losing 11% is crazy I have to imagine that you know Budweiser sells like Bud Light probably just sells a massive amount of their volume in restaurants sports bars sports arenas uh, concerts. I mean, that's got to be a huge hit for them. They've dominated those those areas, right? And uh, that just has yeah. to be an absolute wreck on them across well, the globe. I mean, it is for everybody, right? But yeah. bigger, bigger, bigger seller, bigger numbers, right? Uh, however you want to look at that. But yeah, those those venues just absolutely smashed Bud Light sales. You know they do. I feel like we've talked over the years about kind of the social cachet of drinking those beers. Not that, you know, like you become popular because you're drinking Bud Light, but like that is like Mick Ultra. Nobody's drinking Mick Ultra because it tastes good. They're drinking it because it's like the trendy thing to do because I just, you know, ran a marathon or, I, you know, I got done with my Peloton class or whatever. You know, like if you're not in a group where you want people to see you drinking that, does it sell as well? 
I think the answer is no. And I think that's what some of what we're seeing here, you know, like the, the, the four of us are talking about finding ways to get the beer that we want to drink that we would have gotten to, you know, whether there's a a lockdown and a stay at home order or not, we're finding ways to get the things that we want to drink. But like maybe, (laughs) maybe for some of these, you know, Bud Light drinkers, it's not as big a deal. And again, to your point, you know, maybe with the, with the lack of a sporting event, or being out on the lake or some other kind of social gathering, maybe it's not as necessary. I'll tell you what, one of these, one, one line in this article just stuck out to me, and I think this was probably just a one-off line in the article, but something stuck out to me, and they were talking about Carlsberg beer, but it said, said last week that it was already preparing for a new normal in which more profitable craft labels face more competition from cheaper alternatives. So they're, basically the way that was framed was, you know, craft beer, cost a lot more money than a six pack or a 12 pack of Bud Light, right? Uh, and they said that they were seeing some of their, you know, cheaper brands were picking up steam in other markets and things like that. But I, I just, something flashed when I read that uh, outside of the intent. And the fact that, what about all these craft beer people that are just finding ways to get their craft beer? What's going to happen when they soften on that? Well, I'm not touching an AB InBev product to, I don't have a job and I can still have a air quotes, good IPA from Goose Island for six bucks for a six pack versus the normal $25 four pack I'm used to buying. Are, are craft brewers going to lose some of that, you know, that stubborn edge where people just refuse to buy big beers, crafty labels because the economy's down there. They're, they're going to start buying more of that just as a cost factor. Oh, that's a good point. It really is. We're all, we're all proud of our, our stance that we take. Well, when push comes to shove, you know, we can't afford it. Then we got to start making hard choices. That's where the rubber hit meets the road. Yep. Yeah, very true. In other sad news, the Brewers Association has had to lay off 23% of its staff and cut pay for uh, some of the other staff that didn't get let go. Like some of the upper, you know, salaried folks. They've had a reduction in their salary. So I'll ask a dumb question here. Because I don't, I don't, this is a, a point of ignorance here. What, um, what do they do that's impacted here? I mean, we're, so we're talking about the Brewers Association, not the Craft Beer Alliance, because it's a different BA, but we're, you know. Right. So think about the Brewers Association. They run the Craft Beer, Craft Beer Conference and Brew Expo, Saver. And World Beer Cup. And World Beer Cup. Uh-huh. So okay. they run a bunch of events. Okay. And so obviously with all these events being canceled, they didn't have a choice other than to, okay. you know. Okay. Uh, I, you know, 23% is a very odd number to me. I, I'm going to call, I'm going to call that BA doesn't have that many full-time employees that these conferences probably, are run on volunteers don't. and other brewers and companies like that. So 23% is that 23% of 10,000 people or is that 23% of 10 people? You know, like uh, what? What, are we, what exactly are we talking about here? Twenty-three percent of ten people. That's weird. Really <laughs> I mean, it, you're probably right, Chris. There probably isn't a ton of people that are actually employed. They're probably contractors or volunteers. But even twenty-three out of a hundred is still twenty-three. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Man. To your point, if it was like two people in like you know Jimmy's arm, that's a different story. But. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, everybody's impacted, right? All the events are gone. They're not. They don't have any events to run. Um, the I guess the executives are doing the right thing and reducing the pay too. Um, I guess some people could look at that and say, well, why didn't they just remove all their pay and like keep the people on or something? But uh, I mean, you got to keep the Brewers Association alive, right? If you get rid of the executives, the company goes away. Yeah, I, I, I do see the point, and yeah, they're doing the right thing. It's hard on everybody. Well, not only that, but like if you, I know this isn't related to to beer, but if you look at um, you know, touring managers and stuff, they're basically saying there probably won't be live concerts until next year. Yeah. Don't fucking remind me. So can oh, you, God. There can so you imagine shows this summer? There were so many good shows coming this summer too. Oh my God. Yep. Yeah, I know. I, when they announced that fish was canceling their summer tour, like I cried, like I, you knew it was going to happen, but come on, man. Like that hurt. Like, mm. Yeah, no, it did. And and so it makes me wonder, too, then if that, you know, all of which we've already seen, but all of these beer festivals that are coming up, like, they're probably just not going to happen until next year either. The last place I want to be in a pandemic is at a beer festival. I'll tell you yeah. that. Reusable, reusable novelty cups and spit buckets. Yeah. Tons yeah. of fun. Bro, drunken bros all over the place. Hard pass. Close talkers spitting in your face. Oh, God. <laughs> That's my worst nightmare. <clears throat> All right. So we've talked about Minnesota and some of the weird fuckery that's going on in that state with some of their laws. So bad that Surly decided they were just going to stop darkness days because the laws are fucked up. Uh, it continues because now, thanks to all this COVID stuff, they can sell you. So if you're a brewery in Minnesota, I can sell you a crowler or a growler. But cool. I could not sell you things that are packaged in four or six packs if they're in the tap room. What? Yep. Because of laws. Yep. Because the Minnesota state law, just like a lot of laws, you know, they've got to go through third party. But in Minnesota, they are not allowed to sell packaged beer out of their tap room. So what a lot of them are being forced to do is open up previously packaged beer and put it into a growler for you so they can sell it to you. That just seems like a bad idea. Yeah. They yeah. can sell to go 64 ounce growlers, crowlers, or bottles, but not cans. Yup. And they can. Can they sell cans? <laughs> How? Yeah. Only but not cans. Growlers, yep. crowlers, bottles. Fine. Well, but not uh, bombers, not not twelve ounce bottles. They can sell bombers. Oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah. everybody's using bombers these days. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that I don't know true. if you if you guys got a chance to watch the YouTube video that I'd linked that kind of goes. I mean, that was That was actually really well presented, to tell you the truth. He, he it did was. a good job on that. He did a really good job. It really was, and yeah, it's just fucking crazy that they can sell you a sixty four ounce growler or a crowler but they cannot sell you any cans. I'm wondering, like, you know, the, the thing is, I have all this unused product in cans that are sitting there. His claim was, it has to go to a distributor who sends it to a retailer. Are the grocery stores not selling beer during pandemic here? Is, are they not moving any of those cans? It, that was the one point that confused it me on that video. Makes me wonder if maybe that's one of those states where they cannot, well... Yeah, because I mean, for like a long time, you really, I don't know. 
Well, I mean, let's just face it. Even if they can sell, they're probably not moving merchandise as fast because people aren't necessarily running out and buying beer all the time. True. And the fact that, you know, a lot of these places like, you know, I know if I have to go into a store, which unfortunately right now it's it's easier for me to just go into a grocery store than it is to try to have the teenage kids that do the grocery pickup at Harris Teeter actually get the right items. Hmm. So that's a whole another thing. But I literally like am running in and out of the store as fast as I can. Yeah, yes. when I go to stores, I panic. I'm trying to race. It's like it's it's a race to see how fast I can get out of there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like just walking down the aisles and not having an agenda, and you know, oh. I'm just gonna kind of see what looks good, see what catches my eye, maybe try something new. You now know, I've Brad- got a fucking shopping list just to go to saloon. Like, <laughs> what the hell? And, you, and you're grabbing everything on the shelves too, right? And like touching them and licking everything and put it, oh, put of course, it back. Every single time I am. Nice. Oh, yeah. Of course. I mean, if you're not, if you're not bottling the melons while you're at the teeter, what, why, why bother, man? Why bother? If I, if I didn't lick every single can of beer in the, <laughs> you know, in the refrigerator, am I even visiting a beer store? Right. It's just like I used to do all the habits die hard and all that, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, hope, hopefully Minnesota's government or legislation could actually pass a bill to get some relief to some of these breweries, which, of course, we all know how fast government works. So by the time they actually could, most of this will probably be over. Well, some states have done a very good job of <laughs> relaxing laws temporarily, saying, hey, we have we have state of emergency and we're letting people have alcohol to go from restaurants in California. They're letting beer, uh, they're letting breweries do pickup in North Carolina, right? drive through pickup. Uh, and they've been very flexible in like relaxing laws and letting people do this stuff. But it sounds like uh, our good friends up north just aren't doing that. They, they, I guess they just don't consider it essential. Uh, they don't consider it part of the community. I don't know what it is, but you think they would be able to relax something under a state of emergency? You'd yeah, you think, would think. But then there's this little paragraph other parties opposing the sale of cans out of craft breweries is the you ready for this Minnesota Beer Wholesalers Association. Big shock. Anytime that there is an opportunity for like real meaningful progress, it's like, you know what? Maybe not. That's a, that's really interesting. Cause I, when I was reading the article, I was thinking the only people that would oppose that pre-pandemic were probably restaurants and bars, right? Saying, oh, no, we want people to come to the restaurants and bars to get it, not to come to you to get it. But now that you say distributors, that makes a little bit of sense too. But the distributors aren't distributing anything. What do they care what's going on right now? They can't, if they're not distributing it, maybe that's the whole point I said earlier, right? Like, well, why aren't they distributing still to supermarkets and stuff? Maybe they're thinking that they would get a cut taken away of their supermarket sales, which are through the roof right now. If it came through the yep. brewery, maybe we're only getting that one-sided view, the brewer's view on this. I don't know. Yeah. And wow. Okay. So I'm just kind of reading through part of this article and there's a distillery. It looks like that's in Brooklyn park, Minnesota. And they had to close down part of their brew house system. And they have either dumped or donated about $18,000 worth of beer. 
That's a lot of money. Just no, well, but <laughs> look, you know, as Wells mentioned earlier today, careful now. Another place you have to be mindful of some of the statistics that you quote because some of them can be, some of them may be legitimately like lost revenue. Mm-hmm. But it's a lot, you know, <clears throat> when you start figuring in like this was our opportunity cost and this and that and all that, it's easy to puff those numbers up a little bit. Yeah. I not, I'm not the, saying uh, that they're not accurate. I'm just saying like you just need to be mindful. Yeah, That's true. yeah I forgot the uh, the one thing that the guy said in the, in the video was like, you know, hey, we've got this beer that's about to be out of date and we can't even dump it because the EPA won't let us dump that much beer. What do we do with it? It's just taking up space, just sitting there. So how are they going to get rid of it? And that brings me back to the, the last show I was on with you guys where we said, when this is all over, actually, if, even if this continues, there's going to be so much old beer being pushed out to everybody. Um, they're already losing revenue. They're not going to dump it. They're just going to continue to sell it. This is yep. going to be bad. Mm-hmm. This is going to be really idea. bad. Ugh. Oh, by the way, I hope y'all are ready for the summer of lager because it is coming. It's um, coming. I mean, it oh, makes a ton of yeah. sense too, right? Like, you know, if you know you're not going to be able to crank through volume and you want to keep making stuff, what better thing to do than to start lagering? You know it's going to take time. Now, now is when you have time. Mm-hmm. Please make good use out of this, breweries. Don't just keep making hazy IPAs and crying, poor me, poor me, our beer is going bad and we have to dump it all. Like, you don't necessarily have to keep making beer with a three-week shelf life. Touche. That's just me. Touche. All right. uh, Our last story I found kind of funny. And actually, before we get there, I wanted to mention something. I didn't throw it in the show notes, but I saw it on Twitter. So our friends at Divine Barrel, they're actually shipping beer North Carolina wide coming soon. 12-pack shippers. Yep. I thought that was really cool. So if if you You are in the state of... Oh, sorry. If you are in the state of North Carolina, our friends at Divine Barrel will be sending out 12 packs like a sampler from so anywhere in the state. You can order it and try it. Wow. Yeah, that was kind of cool. Yeah. So Uh, if you live in North Carolina and not in Charlotte and you really want to hear all this amazing Divine Barrel beer that we've been talking about, now's your chance. Yup. Uh, I found this last story pretty funny. So there was a pastor in Texas, in Canyon, Texas, that put out an ad in October 2016 that began with the words, craft beer is the devil's craft. (laughs) Mama says. And apparently he's a big teetotaler. Don't don't drink. Alcohol's evil, yada, yada, yada. So in response... There was a local craft beer bar that decided, you know what? Hey, if you bring this ad in, we'll give you a dollar. It's a coupon. We'll call it a coupon. (laughs) That's brilliant. I love it. Gotta love it. And apparently it did them so good business-wise that so many people started coming in. Um, And, you know, I don't know. I need to look up on the map where the hell Canyon, Texas is. Because Texas is a big-ass fucking state. I'm, I'm told. It's a whole other country. Everything's bigger in Texas. Uh, hold on, I'm just looking this up. Vamp for a second. Vamp. So, Vamp. Talking about sizes, we're at they're at the lows uh, yesterday, and they have these signs up that say, you know, social distancing. Make sure you keep your distance. And you know, so this sign is like I don't know, three foot wide. 
but it has this little diagram on it of like two people with like five or six dots in between them. And then it like points out that that is six feet. And so I kind of go up and I'm kind of looking at it. And I'm like, man, if this is six feet, man. My penis just got a whole lot larger. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm like, hey, babe, hey, babe, hey, babe, come here, check it out. Guess how big my penis is now. Guess how big it is now. Lowe says I could use that here. Look, I'll measure it right here. And then they threw me out. All right. So anyways, it looks like <laughs> Canyon, Texas is like right next to Amarillo or Amarillo. I know how you can say it differently depending on where you're at in Lubbock. So kind of in the middle of nowhere, Texas. Uh, so anyways, they had a craft beer bar. They took this ad as a dollar and, you know, coupon. And I guess the bar got so popular, it was voted in the state of Texas for two years, the best bar in Texas. That is hysterical. The best beer bar by craftbeer.com in 2017 it, it, and 2018. <laughs> Unfortunately for the best beer bar in Texas, it, it closed, closed in 2019. Yep. But boy, oh boy, this guy sounds like a, a lot of fun at parties. Craft beer is the devil's craft. Oh boy. And it's this level of more recently, this exact same pastor is now I'm just reading the article taken to the internet to encourage his community to flaunt government mandated rules about social distancing on his church's website. If you can't meet in public, Meet in secret. It's like, so he's advocating like church services resume illegally, but beer is the devil. You yeah. know, I, yeah. I wish there was a way that you could like publicly, I don't want to say discredit, but like, dis, like, like social distancing, if you will, from, from a guy like this. Like you're giving Christians a bad name. All right. So just knock it off. Go over there and be like the crazy, you know, it's, it's, it's like whenever there's, you know, something bad that happens and it gets associated to a specific group and the majority of the group will come out and say like, Hey, look, we're not that crazy. This is just the radical stupid arm of all of that. Like, can we just like maybe go there? This is the stupid arm of deep Southern Baptist. I mean, good grief. I mean, there's a lot of crazy out there. Don't get me wrong, but. This seems uh this seems a bit extreme. I first I tell you the truth, like honest to God, when I when I first pulled this article out, the first thing I did was go Google search this guy. I was hoping that there was some news article that he got arrested with a prostitute or something just to call him, just just making the biggest hypocrite on the planet. But uh, yeah, there's no dirt on him that I could find on the internet. But I didn't dig too hard. Uh, but I did I did note. I did note that that county that they're in is mostly dry and he's been a, a major proponent to like keep the county dry. There's only certain areas within that county that are approved to do alcohol sales. And other than that, it's a dry county, which mm. I didn't even know existed in Texas. I, I had no idea that Texas had dry counties, but they apparently do. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me wonder which states have dry counties. I think just about every state does. I'm pretty sure North Carolina has got a few. Hell, my college campus was technically in a dry county. I mean, it didn't stop anybody from drinking, but, you know. Uh, Graham is the only dry county in completely dry county in North Carolina, but there are other dry counties. Like, But the Graham County is 100% dry. That weird. Where the hell is Gra- Graham County? I don't know. But Which I just is have, I why I've never wanted to live there. Oh, that's why. 
Uh, Not because you don't know where it is. It's actually, I pulled it up the Wikipedia for it. There, it's mainly there's a couple of counties in Utah, and then it's mainly a Midwest and Southern thing. Damn, Grand County is in the mountains as it gets. Dang, that is on the edge of the state. Yeah, that's way out there. Wow. Way out there. Yeah, I'm not trying to live there. Sorry. <laughs> no? Not about that life? No, I can't say as. Can't say I'm about that life. Obviously, I'm doing a craft beer podcast. I'm not about that life. <laughs> Welcome to True. Geography Cast. I know. I get like Jeff's talking about how much of a pain in the ass it is for him to like get out to Divine Barrel. And I'm like, man, yep. I'm walking to Divine Barrel. And if they couldn't sell to me on a Sunday, I'd be pissed off. Get your religion off of my alcohol. That's right. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody got time for that. Nobody got time for that. So good for them. Good All for right. them. Are we ready for break? Sure. We'll be back yeah. in 30. We'll be back in 30. All right, it's time for buy no buy. Uh, is it? Wells, it is. Wells, awesome. how does that work? Oh, these days, <laughs> poorly. <laughs> yeah, it kind of does. It's, it's real bad. We've I'm not gonna been, lie. It's real bad. We've been drinking beer while we we're recording the show. Uh, we used to tell you if we were gonna buy it or not, and when we were drinking the same beer, and now it's like a grab bag. 
So yeah, that's how Baidu Bio works now. Yes, kind of sucks. So uh, Jeff, what are you? Yeah. Drinking? So uh, after after Wells's, uh, I don't want to even say ringing endorsement. I mean, like as so you know, the funny thing about you know hanging around Wells is that he tends to find all sorts of really fun, interesting beers. But you know, we can get really wild and crazy about them, but it isn't necessarily the kind of thing that you would buy. Um, a case of, let's say. And then last week or two weeks ago, he was raving about the uh, lead-filled snowshoe from Divine Barrel and how he bought a case of that. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll give it a try. And as it so happened, as mentioned earlier, you know, Divine was uh, going to be somewhat closer by than normal. And I said, all right, well, I'll, I'll grab me a four-pack of that. And holy hell, that is a fantastic beer. I know Chris was talking about boozy or not boozy, but malty West Coast IPAs recently, but this is not malty. It is so freaking clean. Mm-hmm. It. So I, I have long been on record as being a huge homer for all of Divine Barrels West Coast IPAs. Um, I I think this is my favorite. Yep, it's absolutely fantastic. Absolutely love it. Big solid buy. And uh, Josh, if you haven't picked up any of this, you need to find a way to get some. I can. I will. I've had it before. I think I had it last year, but. Oh, sure. But you need to have it. Like, there's a real real good match. More and often. Will do. Uh, Wells, what about you, man? I am currently sipping on, thanks to my awesome girlfriend, (laughs) the perception is spoon fed. Um, it's a Berliner Weiss from also from Divine Barrel, brewed in collaboration with Vitamin C Brewing. Uh, brewed with key lime, coconut, vanilla, marshmallow, graham cracker, and lactose. Now, I am a key lime pie homer. I would rather have key lime pie than birthday cake. Same. And Jesus Christ, this is key lime pie in a glass um huge awesome perception is spoon fed wonderful beer um yeah i'm a a huge ass fan of most anything that divine barrels ever done and if y'all haven't had this it just came out last week check it out and it legit tastes like key lime pie in a glass my dude holy shit yep you you have my attention uh, yeah, they have more than my attention. It's a, uh, it's it's ridiculously good. Y'all should definitely check this thing out. I'd, I'd be down for some of that. Huge. I love pie. key lime pie. Love key lime pie. Yeah, I, I am key currently I, I am ISO. All right, Chris, what about you, man? Uh, so yeah, we talked about Drizzly earlier. This was a Drizzly delivery this weekend. So Drizzly, feel free to send us money. This is not sponsored. Um. Send money to Josh, so keep the show going. Um, but uh, I'm drinking a Saison DuPont. Uh, I was scrolling through the Drizzly list, uh, and uh, I saw the bottle. I haven't seen it in a while. It was only 10 bucks, 10 bucks for a 750 milliliter. So I'm like, I haven't had this in a while. Yeah. Um, I want it, and uh, I got it, and it's, uh, it's wonderful. I mean, this is one of those beers that, like, every, you know, we said fridge show earlier. I don't know if everybody has this in their fridge, but, man, this is, like, gold standard Saison. I love it. Um, I'm enjoying the shit out of this. I love the fact that with that beer, like 
at no point do you ever hear anybody say, yeah, I got a bad bottle. Like, it's just always great. You know, I it, it was 10 bucks. So I was starting to wonder, like, maybe it was really old and sat in Bedmo forever. Um, and when I popped the cork, I was I, I did it in the sink because I expected it to be a gusher. It was perfectly fine. It was absolutely perfect. Mm-hmm. Awesome. It is awesome. Josh, what are you drinking? So y'all remember that Sweetwater G13? Yeah. The, uh, the, the, the strain beer? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So did you guys know that they continued to do that series with other beers? Uh-huh. I happened to pick up some more. Okay. Uh, so the first one that I will mention to you is, and I did not honestly think this was going to work, so I will tell you this was a mix pack. And we all know what happens with mix packs, right? Uh, like a like a mix pack from your establishment, or no, like from Sweetwater, a, a Sweetwater mix. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, and it was all these are all G thirteen strain beers that I'm going to be talking about. But we all know, typically know what happens with the mix pack. There's always a turd in the box, right? There's always a turd in the box. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm drinking what I would consider the turd in the box, and it's still not bad. I just didn't think it was going to work, but I was wrong. So this first one is their lager. And they did it in collaboration with Be Real from Cypher Sill. So it's his actual weed strain that they put into <laughs> this lager. I really didn't think it was going to work, but it just made it taste like a hoppy lager that smells like weed. I, I thought it was going to be gross. I'll be flat out honest with you because I'm like, how can a lager, how can this work with a lager? But it really does. It just makes it taste like a hoppy lager. Uh, next show, I've got two more of these that I'm going to be doing, but I was very surprised. Like, <clears throat> I didn't know that they had done any more of these. Like, I've seen G13 roll out, but I was like, mm-hmm. oh, wait, they're doing other styles? That's kind of cool. And apparently, I didn't know this. Did you guys know that New Belgium did one of these Terrapin beers, too? Did that, what's it called? I don't know what it's called, but I heard it wasn't good. Like, Cool story. Yeah. I know. Thanks. I, honestly, I couldn't tell you the last time I heard about a new Belgian beer. So there's that. Yeah, exactly. Belgium terpene beer. Let's just see. But no, I was like I said, I was yeah. very surprised. I did not think a lager would work with the style at all. Mm-hmm. But it really does. Uh, the okay. Emperor is theirs. I think I have heard of that. I've seen it. I just never bought it because I don't buy New Belgium shit anymore. Yeah, you know, it's funny, funny story since you mentioned the Sweetwater G13. Prior to lockdown, I was going through the Atlanta airport and uh, I needed to grab some food and a beer before I got on a flight. And I was walking by a pub or a restaurant, whatever you want to call it, in the, in the Atlanta airport. And it smelled like someone was smoking a vape weed. And I was like, it smells like weed. I bet they have that weed beer in there. And I went in and they indeed had the G13 <laughs> IPA, which I had. There was a bunch of people drinking the G13 IPA in the uh, Atlanta airport. And the whole place smelled like like a bong hit. It was great. That's awesome. That's funny. That's funny as shit. I the Emperor before. You have? 2018 was the last time I had it. So obviously it wasn't that memorable. Yeah, guess not. Which I heard it just it wasn't good compared to the G13 stuff. So I mean, seventy nine thousand check-ins on Untapped. 
averaging a 3.59. That is not a good deer. That's yeah, that's, terrible. And that's like a gymnast. That's like a gymnast fell off the horse and broke her leg. <laughs> I didn't bother to rate it, and I was at the brewery. So that's oh, wow. I know. Cool story, bro. Cool story, bro. All right. Well, Jeff, we're at the end of the show. Where are we at, man? You know, uh, as per usual, uh, you know, come check us out. Crapbeercast.com, Facebook.com slash Crapbeercast. We've got a Patreon if you want to support us that way. But, you know, again, through these unprecedented times in this new normal, we're all trying to say what we can do to help. Uh, Honestly, go out and, and support and celebrate your local breweries directly as much as you possibly can. Um, you know, your local small business is the one that needs to help, needs the help. Um, you know, not the chain, not the big box bottle store. Um, it's, it's your local brewery. It's your local family owned restaurant. Uh, those are the, the, the people that are hurting the most, uh, in terms of, you know, retail establishments go, um, do what you can to support them. Uh, if you want to support us too, you know, cool. But, uh, by all means, you know. Stay focused where you need to stay focused. Uh, meanwhile, uh, feel free to interact with us. Uh, hit up Josh, especially uh, you know on Twitter uh, via the show account at CBCast. Uh, Wells, where do they want to find you at? Uh, where do they want to find me at? I have no idea. I mean, why would they want to find me? I'm, I'm, I'm struggling to come up with a reason. I was, yeah, trying, I, I was trying, honestly, I was just trying to be nice. It's what I always say. I throw it to you. You're like, I'm at all the wells on everything, but I'm rarely there. Hey, Chris, where can they find you? Nah, hey, you can find me. And <laughs> yeah, Wells, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll hook you up with Wells. You, you tweet at me, CP SoCal, and uh, I'll tell you where Wells is. We want to we see your, your live fish tribute or something, Wells, and nobody's going to know how to do that if they don't have your, your handle. Oh. I know better than to be online during my weekly fish live streams. <laughs> Everything's a little too wavy. Anyway. Fair point. Fair point. You can follow me on Twitter at DroshCBC. Don't forget to rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. Don't forget about our sub subreddit, which is where I actually got the uh, Minnesota story from. So post some stories articles, uh, anything you want up there. Other than that, we will talk to you guys next Thursday.